We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Honest, I would put myself in the same category as D Wade. Now our test is jumped over the scores table. Our test is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by PropSwap. It's Friday, August 14th, 2020. Alex Berutha here next to Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken K-Train, right? All aboard! Today's show, uh, we got a lot of news to get to with the NBA playoffs emerging. We'll talk about series prices and who we think will win, etc. And then we'll talk DFS uh, for the last like real day of the regular season. <laughs> we officially These have a teams are so excited to play today. Yes. I'm sure nobody will rest. We officially <laughs> have a play in game set for the Hey-o. number eight Portland trailblazers versus the number nine Memphis Grizzlies last night. The blazers uh, had a one point victory over the Brooklyn nets. Not a great omen, uh, but Lillard had 42 points, 12 assists in that win. And the Blazers open as seven-point favorites over the Grizzlies. Um, I guess know, credit a, to the Nets for caring last night, frankly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, as a jumping-off point, Shannon, do you think the seven-point spread is too big? Um, seven points seems like a lot in this type of matchup. It's a lot. Um, I, I do believe no that Portland should definitely be favored, but yep. uh, five or six seems a lot more reasonable. Yeah, without Jaron Jackson, I get what they're. I mean, they Grizzlies played bad in the yes. in the in the seeding games, and they're without Jaron Jackson. But it feels like had the Grizzlies won what two more games, one more game, um. If Jaron Jackson was available, this spread would be like closer to two or three. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, what do you think, Ken? Well, I think you got to stress that uh, they only the Grizz only have two bubble wins, and one was against the bench of the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Uh, the other one was over the Thunder, but you know they lost to the Jazz, they lost to the Pelicans, and they lost to the Spurs in the bubble. Uh, I don't know how much that translates to point spread per se, but they sure had an ugly bubble, as you mentioned. I'm going to enjoy watching Clark. I like I like seeing Clark get a ton of minutes, but. Uh, I guess I'd wager on the Grizz just to keep it closer than seven, knowing that it's probably their last game of the year. Kind of like the Nets deciding to care last night. Yeah, with the with their backs against the wall here, because they they have to win a game. Um, they get two chances to win one. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I, mean, just, I see a young Morant, kind of like. Did you guys see Thomas Bryant just go off against the Celtic reserves? He was all in on that game, knowing it was their last of the year. They hadn't won in the bubble. He didn't care. He was facing scrubs. He was diving all over the floor. <laughs> I could see Morant doing the same thing. This is our last game. There's no reason to hold back. I'm young. I can see it staying close. I would I would put I, I'd bet on the Memphis side. Right. I should clarify. I said the Grizzlies have two they chances have to, to win, win one. They have to win two. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Um Okay, and then I, do you think well, if we assume Portland makes the playoffs, how much of a chance do you give them any chance to beat the the Lakers at all, or is this just kind of like a pipe dream no. that people hope will happen because they've looked good and Dame's been so awesome? I want to back up actually. How much better would it have been Suns Blazers? So much right. rather watch that. Yeah, based on the way the Suns are playing, I exactly. agree. I agree with you. Sons. I mean, I think but, everyone uh, agrees with that. Yeah, but no, I don't. They don't have a chance against the Lakers. I mean, how many games does Collins have on? How, how is who's going to guard LeBron? That's the oh, biggest question I think for the series. They have no wings. They have no wings that can guard LeBron. That seems like a problem to me. The bigs are going to have Azonia. their hands full with Davis. His own, yeah. I'm sure he'll get his NBA team. I'm sure he'll get his five minutes on LeBron. In uh, the, I we've 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 said this before, but in the bubble, I truly believe any team can win a series. I, I think it's going to be. I mean, we just saw the Suns win eight I straight think any games. Any team can win a game. I don't know about a series. I think it can happen. I, I the you, the plays, if, the it Lakers, were, if we were the Grizzlies playing the Lakers, I would say no way, no right. way is that going to happen. Even if Anthony Davis gets hurt and LeBron has to carry the team by himself, there's no way. With Portland, Portland has Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is right up there. Like, as far as who's the best current player in that series, most people are going to say Anthony Davis or LeBron James. But Damian Lillard is right there with those guys. Sure. He is it's that not, good not, right now. But it's not Lillard's fault they have no wings. Yeah, but they, the, <laughs> I would also. Carmelo's going to guard LeBron? Carmelo's going to guard LeBron like hey. I would also argue we know who the top three players in this series are and I would say the next three or four guys are are all on Portland who the Lakers depth is garbage I that team is well, that, garbage to that the, point I was going to ask the top you guys two. I was going to ask you guys which Laker sees the most minutes guarding Dame is it Danny Green is it Caldwell Pope it's not going to be Quinn Cook uh, Caruso, maybe Caruso, maybe Caruso or KCP. I can see, I can, cause I don't know if da- like Danny Green's a really good defender. I'm not sure he can keep up with Dame. They might, they might not hide him on McCollum, but they might have Danny Green chase McCollum around who McCollum is a fractured back. So I think they can maybe go, would they rather have Danny Green guard him? Um, I mean, they don't have a lot of great options to guard Dame and just like the, Blazers don't have a lot of good options to guard LeBron. Um, and then the Nurkic versus Anthony Davis um, kind of matchup. Or maybe the Lakers go super big again. Or still, I guess. Uh, and they go Dwight, JaVale, and stuff at center. It, it'll be it'll be a really fun series. Yeah, The Lakers are still my pick to come out of the West. Maybe sure. to the finals. But yeah, I don't think Portland's an ideal matchup for them in the first round. And I do think there's a chance Portland could win. I don't expect them to, but I, I think they game. get a win. I don't think they're going to get swept. It, I think it would be surprising if they got swept. I think I'll, I'll put it that way. I think it would be surprising 
if the series didn't go six games. I, I I'll give Portland mm. two wins. Okay. Uh, the F uh, the the previously mentioned Suns went eight and O in the bubble, but were eliminated. Just unbelievably bad luck for them. Um, and then do you got Ken? I'll, Blazers, uh, what was the tiebreaker with the Blazers? They had the same record as the Blazers. I don't know what the tiebreaker was. Head to head, maybe. I, I can't remember. There were so many playoff scenarios. It was like trying to do calculus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ken, do you think uh, the Suns will be a playoff team next season? Well, there's absolutely reason for optimism, not just in the 8-0, but the fact that they got legitimate NBA minutes from their young guys. Uh, Michael Bridges with 12.8 points, 4.1 rebounds, and two steals and blocks a game. Cameron Johnson with 13.3 points, 5.9 boards, and 1.9 three-pointers a game. You know, remember they went 8-0 with no Kelly Oubre. We all like Oubre, especially from a fantasy perspective. They're going to get a full season, presumably, of DeAndre Ayton. And remember, he missed 25 games with a suspension. Then he missed a bunch of games from an ankle. So, uh, and obviously, Devin Booker has proved himself he is an NBA-caliber star. I'd sure rather be Phoenix than the San Antonio Spurs right now. Uh, so I have a lot of reason for optimism. I, I, I you know, uh, yeah, I give them a better than 50% chance for making the playoffs next year. The West will be really tough next season. I think every team is going to the playoffs or excuse me, every team's going into next season thinking they can make the playoffs. I don't, Would you uh, rather be the Suns right now or the Pelicans? Uh, oh, that, ooh. I'd rather be the Pelicans. I think I would too, just because of Zion, but Zion's health doesn't worry you. God, sure. Sure. It does. His terrible perimeter defense doesn't concern you at all there. I never thought I'd say this, but I think the Suns have superior chemistry. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. They finally got a good coach, but they seem to be letting run things. Yeah. Nick, baby. Yeah. Nick, uh, Waylon sent me a tweet the other day, uh, saying that, some, I think it was some people within the Pelicans organization or people close to the Pelicans thought Lonzo Ball was just completely checked out. The entire I have no bubble did shot not 20. What did care. he shoot from the bubbles? 26% or something? I mean, it was just atrocious. I think he, I think he bumped it up to uh, like 30 uh, by the last game or so, 30% from the field. Um, so, I mean, they might have to move him, theoretically, if they don't feel like he really cares about basketball that much. <laughs> Who would be in, uh, who would get in line for that though? Who's like ooh, a Orlando? lazy? I, I, I like I I don't know. <laughs> like we could really use a lazy, York? somewhat slow point guard. Can't I don't shoot. know. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think, Shannon? In terms of Suns playoff chances next season? I agree. the The West is going to be tough because you have teams like the Pelicans, the Kings, uh, the Grizzlies. You know, presumably they're they're all going to get better. They're all young core. They all have young cores and you'd expect those teams to get better. Um, you know, that's the scenario with the Suns. I like, I like their core. I like it. I like mm-hmm. Booker. I like some of the other pieces they've, they've added to the mix in the past couple drafts. The, you know, Ubre. Um, I mean, they were above, they were above 500, essentially an above 500 team after Aiton got back. So we're going to call that like December 30th. Because he only made he made one appearance and then he had after his 25 game suspension and then had to sit out another five games because of the minor injury. So from December 30th on, they were like 23 and 21. That's that's an estimate. I didn't do the hard math, but they're about 23 and 21. So at full strength, I think they're actually a pretty good team and I expect them to be better next year. They're going to add another piece or two to the mix. Have it, you know, what a top 20 draft pick. So, sure, they're going to challenge for it. I think they'll be above 500. I think they'll be a better team than they were this year. Since the new year, you were close. They were 21 and 19 uh, with a plus 0.9 net rating. But that was above Denver. That was above Philly, Indiana, Portland. Um, They had a great offense. So I I, I think I'm with you in that – they could easily make the playoffs. Like, I don't know what's going on in Sacramento. The Spurs uh, are probably going to be just as bad. 
next good lead. year. That's frankly a good lead in Alex. While we're on this talk yes. of uh, the West and the playoffs, the Spurs playoff streak ends at 22. I'm going to say not surprisingly, uh, Guys, at age 71, does Popovich come back next year? Mm, well, I don't Why? Why would he? Yeah. What's I don't know. To accomplish? I, I, I want to say no, but anytime you like do this with the Spurs, they just do, they just keep <laughs> chugging. So I don't, I don't know if Pop will come back, but this, this would seem like the appropriate time to just kind of bow out. Right. Yeah. Become, become a consultant. You know, there, he's not going to replace the president there. That's also been there forever, but just be like a consultant, help out with some things behind the scenes. But who wants to go through a rebuild? Right. But I know, you, you guys tell me how much do you like their young core in San Antonio? I like it more after seeing it in the bubble, for sure. I was not like that high on Derek White. Yeah, you're a Derek uh, White fan now. Yeah, I'm a Derek White fan now. He was, he was excellent. Um, it really kind of showed what the Spurs, you know, Popovich without, you know, without Lamarcus Aldridge there, um, without having to feel like, you know, tied to playing Demar Derozan 35 minutes and giving him like an insane usage rate that they could play this like spaced out fast, more modern three point shooting, small ball type offense. And Derek white was awesome. Lonnie Walker looked good. Kel- rookie Keldon Johnson, um, looked very good. So I'm a little higher on their core than I was before. I'm not thrilled about it though. Uh, Dejounte Murray was not as good as I had hoped he would be, for example. And I think he has, we've been saying that for about a year and a half about Murray. Yeah, I yeah, we're approaching like wait till next year territory with him. But he he had been dealing with some injuries, so I don't want to I don't want to knock him too much. Um, Yeah, it's I mean, he's also approaching. Will he ever be healthy levels as well? Right. Right. At the very least, he'll be a a top tier defender. So I'm I'm not worried about that at all. And in the NBA, having a top tier defending point guard who is passable at shooting and a solid uh, distributor is very much needed. Um, Who, who's the star on this team next year? I think it's still DeRozan. By default? Yeah. Yeah. He's 31. Yeah. 31 DeRozan. LMA's 35. I mean, they they might try to move him at the trade deadline. I'm All not right. really sure. From a fantasy... From a fantasy outlook, though, who do you like Mike, uh, Derek White's long-term fantasy prospects more than, than Murray's? No. I think what DeJounte Murray gives you is harder to find. In terms of, like, steals and blocks production from the point guard spot and rebounds. I mean, steals, consistent steals are not easy to find. He's he's averaging 1.7 steals a game in 25 minutes. So if he plays 30 next year, can get maybe two steals. I think that's a lot tougher to find than D- Derek White's, you know, presumptive 16 points a game on 46% shooting, hitting a three and a half, two threes, and uh, 0.6 steals a game. And the a- yeah. the age is a big factor for me when I'm talking about long term as well. I mean, Derek White's already 26. Murray's 30 or 23. So I, I typically like to say I like Murray's skill set. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, so I'm siding with Murray as well. I just, I think white's more of a guy. I think he's, he's a good player, but he's more of a guy who just, yes, if he gets minutes, he'll get decent stats, but he's not necessarily a great long-term building block for a team. It feels like when you look at the waiver wire, Shooting guards are the is the easiest spot to fill. Just general NBA fantasy trend. Yes, there's always like, uh, oh, I need a shooting guard. Oh, look, it's Terrence Ross. He's still on the wire. Right, <laughs> stuff like that. Right, I can get two weeks out of Ross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, not good news from Houston. We knew Russell Westbrook had a quad issue. Woj now reporting he's going to miss the start of the first round against the Thunder. Um, we don't know if that one game is that two games. Uh, I'm a little bummed because I am so excited for the drama in Houston against OKC 
you know, the former players uh, of these teams going against each other. I still am super excited. Um, is Houston, I mean, if Westbrook misses three games, is Houston legitimate trouble for the Thunder? I say yes, but that's what it says here in the notes. <laughs> I wrote those notes, and I think so. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, first of all, you. Houston's still favored. Houston's still favored. Houston is still favored, and they should be. The series will be awesome. The drama in it, the narratives, et cetera. Um, Chris Paul, obviously, like, it, I think the best. He Chris Paul could easily be the best player in this series uh, from an all-around two-way perspective. Like nine years ago? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. We're talking two-way he play. Still, he shooting. still gets crazy yeah. steals. By the way, love Jimmy Butler. Underrated. Loved Absolutely like love James Jimmy Hart, Butler running him over. Can't run through him. You, that will not work. James Harden is is not as horrible at defense as he was a few years ago. He gives more of an effort now, the past like two seasons, than he did in the past. Yes. And James Harden is one of the uh, four or five best offensive players of all time who's currently in his peak. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul is not anywhere near as good as James Harden right now. James Harden is the best player in this series. And one of the three or four best players in any series. Right. I think I, I just I think we've seen Harden struggle in the playoffs before when Westbrook's out. Chris Paul's got a great track record in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who has a terrible track record in the playoffs beyond Chris Paul. Robert Covington. He was wretched in Philadelphia's playoff series before bouncing around and eventually getting to Houston. He's long overdue for a positive it's kind of a boring storyline and all the drama going on but Covington's long overdue for some good playoff games yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what OKC will do if they'll just run out Steven Adams 35 minutes a game 40 minutes a game and just try to really like lean into kind of bullying PJ Tucker as much as you can Robert Covington and punishing the the Rockets for going small um but yeah I don't know I I mean, I think I think OKC could could pull off the upset, especially if Westbrook's out, and even if Westbrook comes back, how healthy is he going to be? Um, that's that's another question as well. Um, it's his right quad, so his shooting hand a little more concern. Yeah, it's be, it's became it's it's become the norm for Harden, so no one's really talked about his play in the bubble, but. Dude averaged 36, <laughs> 36, nine and nine in, in the bubble. Crazy. And, and, and no one really talks about it. So. And he had a 45 point game there, right? Everyone's like, oh yeah, well, you know, Westbrook was yeah. up. Shooting, shooting 54% from the floor over that stretch. I mean, well, actually. Well, you, we're going through all the series later. Let's get to the news out of Chicago, Alex. Jim Boylan got fired this morning. Uh and that is not surprising at all. Yeah, the Bulls happened sooner. Were they just waiting for what they thought would be the slow, the quietest news day or maybe the fullest news day? I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, it seems like this was a long time coming. Uh, I think Woj was the one who reported early candidates include Wes Unsell Jr. Yeah, baby! Kenny Atkinson, obviously the former oh, Nets know. coach, Adrian Griffin, who's the Toronto assistant and Darvin Ham, who is a Bucks assistant um, I don't have like a ton of Shannon and I are old enough this, to remember but... Darvin Ham playing, by the way. Right, Shannon? I might uh, yeah. I I remember a little Darvin Duncan Ham. Duncan Darvin Ham. NBA, NBA 2K for the uh, Sega Dreamcast. He was the bomb. You'd put him in. It was like a cheat code unlocked. <laughs> he was a piston, wasn't he? Or was he a buck? Or both, maybe. With the shame. He, he was both. Yes. He was both. Yeah. He played line. for a lot of teams. Wes Unsell, by the way, great beard. Great beard. And, of course, great bloodline. Hall of Fame dad, Wes Unsell, center for my bullets. Do you guys think Kenny this... Atkins is the move. I think they, so. Agreed. They've been such a coaching carousel and gambled so often on young, up-and-coming coaches. Enough already. Get someone with a proven track record. You're a major media market. You're supposed to be a destination team. It's time to act like a big boy. Yeah, I was just about to ask, do you guys think that, assuming they can get a good coach, at least a league average coach, 
Uh, do you think this makes a difference for them or are there issues just deeper with like roster construction? I think it makes a difference. I think Boylan was one of the worst coaches I've ever seen in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Addition by subtraction. Yeah, I, I do think it makes a difference. I really like Chicago this season to Me too. to make a push. Um, and that, that did not happen, but I think we saw some good strides. I mean, Zach Levine solidified his, his outbreak from the previous year. And a healthy Porter has to help, right? I mean, how many I, games did Porter play? Not many, not many. And I think that would absolutely will help. I still, I like the core of players they have. So I'm, I'm actually... Assuming they make the right hire, I, I'm high on the Bulls bouncing back and, and, you know, knocking one of these other teams, you know, like the Magic out of the out of the playoffs. I mean, Please. if I had to pick one team, you know, who, who they could easily leapfrog, it would be the Magic. They should be better. They're on border only on paper, paper 14 they're games less. Only 14 games out of border. Yeah, based, just straight rosters, Magic or, or Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Bulls roster better. That was my thought coming into the season. And, like, it. They did. They dealt with a lot of injuries for the second year in a row. Their top total minutes leaders this season were Zach Levine, Thomas Zagoransky, Kobe White, Thad Young. Yeah. Is Kobe White a legit yes. NBA point guard? Or should he be shooting guard with Levine playing small forward? Kobe White's just legit, legit everything. Yeah, he's, he's he's got legit hair. He's got legit stroke. That's well documented. He's he's so legit. He's too legit. Too too legit to quit. Two point seven assists a game last year, though. Uh, yeah, no, I mean he's probably not. You know, he's probably better suited as a shooting guard. Um, not 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 too big, not too small though. I mean, he's he's actually bigger than what I thought he was. Um, good athlete. He is a great athlete. I I love Kobe White. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think you can make a backcourt of Levine and White work. It's not a great playmaker, you know, as far as a set, setting up your teammates. It's not great, but I no. think you can make it work. Wendell Carter going to play, ever going to play 70 plus games a season? He's too young I, to give up on. I hope so. Cause he, I mean, he, one of his main uh, traits or people, you know, people compared him to Al Horford coming out of the draft because he had some good passing ability. Like Shannon's alluding to, Levine, Kobe White, they're not like real point guards. And if yeah. you can run some more high post stuff with like Wendell Carter, you get Kobe White and Zach Levine coming off off ball picks. They can just catch and shoot. They can catch him uh, pump fake and drive. I think that would open up the offense a lot, put a lot less pressure on Kobe White and Zach Levine to be playmakers. And I don't think, I mean, neither of them are natural playmakers. Um, yeah. But yeah. you're saying, yeah, stick Carter at the elbow, like the Celtics Hopefully. used with Horford. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that'd make more sense. Uh, All right. Well, Move on to hearing about our good friends and prop swap, Alex. Yes. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet. And that's why smart bettors use prop swap America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Just last week, a customer bought a Miami heat ticket to win it all at odds of 42 to one FanDuel is the heat at 25 to one right now. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Okay, so our main topic today, we covered these a little bit, but we'll go more in depth. Uh, The playoff series outside of the Lakers are set. So here are the available odds uh, this is courtesy of PointsBet, but there are plenty of websites you can go to, FanDuel and DraftKings included. Um, let's start things off with Jazz versus Nuggets. Nuggets are the favorite to win the series at minus 182, Jazz at plus 145 if you want to take them to pull the upset. This is officially the closest. Yeah, I don't get this, Alex. I do not get why the Nuggets are the least favored favorites when they're facing a jazz team who only had three bubble wins and they were against the Spurs, Grizzlies, and Pelicans. This is my favorite bet is taking the Nuggets in this opening round. I think you discount how good Utah was this year. Um, I mean, there was only, but they were only, those two teams were separated by like two games in the standings uh, overall for the entire season. My discount Uh, based on Royce O'Neal being in the jazz starting lineup. Yeah. 
You give me all right. Here you go. Top three players on the. I miss Top three players on the Jazz. Gobert, Mitchell. I'm yeah. But Bogdanovich is a big. He's gonna. That's a big. You know. That's not gonna help the Jazz. But you got top three players on the Jazz. Gobert, Mitchell, Conley. All right. Top three players on the Nuggets. Jokic, Murray, and Michael Porter. All right. So. Which which top three is better? I think it's pretty close. I think it's pretty even. And I the records on these teams, everything else indicates it's pretty even. I like the Nuggets more, but Utah's a good squad. You can't discount them. They played about equal in the bubble. Um, they were both exactly minus four uh, in the bubble. And yeah, Nuggets I think without, that without Harrison Barton, I am. I am worried about the Jazz ability to score efficiently without Bogdanovich. However, the Nuggets suck at defense. So that is a nice gift to Utah in the first round that they can Donovan Mitchell might be able to get hot. And um the thing that worries me, I guess, is for the Jazz is go uh, Gobert being pulled away from the rim by Jokic, who might just kind of patrol yeah. the three point line. And do that and then have guys off cuts and then the Jazz won't have much of a rim protection thing going on. I don't I would take the Nuggets here and feel confident about it. But I don't know if this is like great value from a betting perspective, because I think the Jazz, they could pull off the upset. If the Nuggets had actual home court advantage, too, I would it'd be a much easier bet for me. But I, I do think this one's a toss-up more than any other series. The That's, lack of a home court, it's yeah, it's it's a bummer in general. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bummer. Uh, I do enjoy the occasional oddball sighting in the virtual audience, though. It can be fun. Nets versus Raptors. Uh, pretty expected on this one. Nets are plus fourteen hundred. Raptors are minus 5,000. This is one of the series that you are probably better off betting how many games it will go. I think you'd have more fun betting for the sweep, for example, on this one. Um, I I don't have a ton of analysis for this other than to say Kenny maybe Atkinson's the Nets, betting on the sweep. Kenny Atkinson yeah, betting on the sweep. <laughs> maybe the Nets can win a game considering how good they played in the bubble, but I am not banking on it. No. I, I wouldn't bank on it either. I mean, essentially, the Nets and the Magic, so the two the two least favored teams, uh, worst worst two odds in the first round. Uh, pretty, you know, from the fantasy end, that just means I'm not targeting anyone from the Nets or Magic for my fantasy postseason rosters. Can't do it. Can't do it. Even I mean, the Harris Levert goes 50 every night. Can't do it. Th- those two teams are playing five games tops. Right. There's no way it's going to be more than that. We had our uh, fantasy postseason draft two days ago, I think. And, um, yeah, we have an article up on the site about it with all of our teams. And there's a roundtable where uh, Waylon sent us out questions. We answered. I did not draft anybody from the Nets or the Magic. That was one of my rules was, like, I'm not getting anybody from these teams. And we're going to try to stack teams that I think have a strong chance of going to the conference finals. So, um, if you're in a fancy postseason league, that's probably your best call. Not that you have to go extremely chalk, because I went like Toronto, LA, Clippers for most of my team. That's kind of the way it ended up. But I, a lot of times I just go into drafts trying to get the best value rather than like a specific targeted thing in mind. So a series that will actually be interesting. 76ers Celtics, uh, Ken Celtics, I should say, who are minus 304 <laughs> to win the series. 76ers are plus 230. Uh, no, no Ben Simmons. No Ben Simmons, which I think is the driving force. This would have been this. Jazz, this line probably would have been closer to Jazz and Nuggets if Ben Simmons were yeah, playing. I think it would have been. It had to be. It would have probably been close. Joel Embiid, not at 100% either. Not at 100%. Has actually struggled against Boston this year. I was surprised when I looked into his numbers that he was shooting like 40% from the field. Low 40s against the Celtics, who... Well, they just dare Philly to shoot from outside. And I don't think that's changing in this playoff series. They just double Embiid. Marcus Smart goes and pesters the hell out of Embiid. And they dare him to beat him from outside. Which is why the Sixers, even with Simmons, are overrated. You have to be able to shoot from outside. 
I think the way the 76ers win the series is they get hot from three. Yeah, it's going to be Firkin time. <laughs> You're going down, Ken. Release the cork, Maz. <laughs> I, I think I'm playing cork, Maz, at, at daily tonight, just because who the heck else is playing for Philly? I mean, man, let, let's freaking do it. <laughs> uh, I, I'll I say this, I'll, though. This is, this is more second round, peaking at the second round. Raptors sweep the nets and then just get to rest and watch um, Heat Pacers, Sixers, Celtics just bang on each other. That's a really nice advantage for Toronto. But then, as Shannon points out, everything's so weird in the bubble. Who knows? Who knows mentally where these guys are at? Right. Um, I guess I'll, I'll ask you, Ken, because Celtics are your team. Do you, do you feel like this line is accurate? I mean, would you would you throw down 304 to win 100? Um, yes, but that's betting with my heart, not my wallet. So I, I am. <laughs> no, I, I cannot pretend to be unbiased here. I have said all year round on this podcast that the Sixers are overrated. I feel bad for Al Horford, except for he's making so much money. And laughing his his ass off on this three or four year deal he has with Philly, um, but uh, I just think the Sixers are a mess. I think they're a mess. I agree. I I would consider the Sixers if they were closer a four to one maybe, um, yeah. or plus. And the chemistry, the bad chemistry stories on the Sixers were coming out before they even entered the bubble. Who knows what right. they're squabbling up now? Right. Uh, moving on to a another interesting series, Mavericks who are plus 370 versus the Clippers, who are minus 500. I'm Shannon, really you've got, Shannon's got two Mavs on his fantasy uh, postseason squad. I want so to my, hear about that. Thinking. Yeah, my, my hope there was that they would not be the seventh seed. I was just hoping that they would sneak up to the sixth seed or the fifth seed, which was in play at the time yeah. still. And yeah, if they're able to do that, I thought they had a chance to advance a round or two. Uh, that was basically my only thinking. I'm I'm very disappointed. I'm heartbroken even that they're going to be playing the Clippers. But I also believe in the power of Luka. Like I've read the gospel. Five great games out of Luka. Yeah, well, that's fine. If that's all that happens, that's fine. But I actually think you know, think you're you're discounting how good the Mavs have been this year. Um, they're one of the better offensive and defensive teams. I think they might be like the only team who ranks like top 10 in both or top whatever in both. They're, they're very good on both sides of the ball. And you have, when you have Luca and Chris stops, I, I don't know. I think they could surprise. It's a weird world, man. They're living there in any, a bubble. Can we find any cracks in the Clippers? There's the whole Lou Williams chicken wing entertainment storyline. Uh, Montrezl Harrell mm-hmm. just getting back now after his grandma passed away. Are there are there cracks in this Clipper facade or really nothing to worry about? Patrick Beverly a little dinged up. What do we point to that could be a weakness for these Clippers in this series? I mean, missing Montrezl Harrell is huge. Um but I'm not I'm just ultimately not that worried because the Clippers, this is a horrible matchup for this is about the worst possible matchup for Luka Doncic. Yeah. They would be better off facing the Lakers. Oh yeah. <clears throat> for Luka, this this particular matchup is the worst one for him. He's just gonna be shadowed by Kawhi or Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah, yeah either yeah, one. Both. They'll trade yeah, off. They'll... It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It's insane. So I actually I actually think Clippers minus five hundred is a good bet. I think it's actually good value. I don't. I wouldn't give the of the Mavericks a you know close to four to one chance to win this series. I, I just don't. I don't think it'll happen. I know the bubble is weird. I know they're missing guys, like a sink, whatever. I just it, as much as I love the Mavericks, again they have the best offense in the NBA. I just think this is a horrible matchup for them. If the Mavericks were able to trade Tim Hardaway Jr. for Tim Hardaway Prime, like peak <laughs> Tim Hardaway, yeah. would they have a in chance? the time machine? So. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Going back to another series. This will be a quick one. Magic plus fourteen hundred. Oh, Bucks it will be minus one five thousand. Uh, Aaron Gorgon's less than one hundred percent. Jonathan Isaac uh, is not Out. here, <laughs> and um, I am not not really expecting anything. You from don't the Magic see Markel Fultz hitting a lot of clutch threes. 
<laughs> Markel Fultz actually being. I'm interested to see what happens in the playoffs with Markel. There, Fultz. there was such. There was a very sad Markel Fultz moment a couple games back in the bubble. Magic down three. I want to say 15 seconds left. Maybe maybe 10. And Fultz. They they need a three to tie. Fultz brings the ball up for the Magic. Tatum somehow winds up on him, which is just funny from the whole trade history thing. Fultz refu- and, and, and the Boston just gives Fultz the three-pointer, like toes an inch off the line, and he will not take it. He just makes some awkward pass to Vucevic, I think. I couldn't, uh, and, and Orlando didn't even really get a shot off. And I just thought, man, he, he, he was never going to be more wide open for a game tying shot show his show that he's come back could have hit this clutch three. And I don't think there was a chance in heck he was going to take it. And you just thought he's still not what he was supposed to be or close. Not yet. Not yet. There's still time. He's only 21 turns. You know, next year will be his age 22 season. He's coming off 12 points. So he's got 12 points, three rebounds, five assists, 1.3 steals, not in any threes, but we've seen good, steady progression from him this season. You know, he's shooting 46.5% from the floor, 73% from the line. That's up all, That's up over 17% from last year. So there, there's good progression. I really want the Magic to just unleash him and, and have him play 32, 33 minutes per game next season. You know, he only played, played under 28 per this year. So, I mean, his per 36 stats are pretty damn good. Um, I think three-point shot can still, that's something that you can still develop. It can come along. So he shot 46.5%. Yeah, that's good. He only took uh, just under 11 shots a game. Yeah. He's got, he's got to shoot more. He does. He does. Um, I, I still have faith. I, I think he's going to continue to improve. And I'm trying to, what did the magic give Philly? I mean, nothing. it was a, it, it was yeah, it was like a no-brainer trade. You had nothing to lose. Oh yeah, that's James, on the James Ennis and like a protected first, I think. I think that was it. Uh, yeah, I ended, but I think the protect, protected first is just. I'm pretty sure it's just going to default to a second or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. it's there's no way it ever goes. Um. So yeah, I I I still believe. If he, he's a great athlete, so if he can get to the free throw line more, where he can at least be passable. Because he's a seventy-three percent, which is passable. You, you know what's funny is he's getting a little close to possibly having Alfred Payton hair, which did not help Payton's field goal percentage. The ponytail was flopping in his face a little. I just guy's got to shave the hair. Just not shooting well enough to have long hair. <laughs> well, yeah. Then there's some anything might help him. So I don't, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, series we touched on earlier: Thunder Rockets. Thunder are plus two ninety. Rockets at minus three seventy one. Uh, just on touched, the, just on the possible Westbrook injury news, the Thunder would be a fun wager here. You know, yeah, Thunder at three to one. I'm not banking on Westbrook playing. You know, until maybe game two or three. Um, I don't have any hard sources for that, but nothing has sounded great coming out of um, Houston in terms of what that injury is like. So I think. I think Thunder you, three to one is. What's the fair. bigger barometer on Westbrook playing? Is it Westbrook's health or what happens in Game One? Do they I lose? Rockets lose to the Thunder in Game One. I can see them just shoving a gimpy Westbrook in there. I think I'd Game Two is nervous. more important. Yeah, if they fall, if they fall O two, then that's, then you'll see something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's dangerous because then you you risk Harden trying to play more hero ball than usual. And yeah, I mean, neither of them, I don't, I don't know. I, I really like the thunder and I, I think I would bet this, but it's, and I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't even know how effective Westbrook will be if he comes back. So, you know, the Rockets are a better team and they should be favored obviously, but this will be, this will be interesting. Final series, Pacers Heat, very close one. Again, Pacers are plus 170. Heat are minus 213. Are any? I'm just gonna say I'm pretty confident in the Heat winning this. I think minus 213 is pretty good value. But the Pacers obviously 
are well still coached. really competitive. Very well coached. Well coached. How many, competitive. How many of these heat injuries are a concern? They're like playing nobody tonight. But are any of these injuries, Crowder, Jones, Iguodala, are any of them serious? It doesn't seem like it. It's all just resting. I mean, I get rest, but they're not saying uh, Jones missed a game, I know, right, with a knee issue. Most of them seem short term. Um, Kendrick Nunn just got back uh, into the bubble, so his win might be a little bad the first game or two. But ultimately, ultimately, I'm not that worried about the health of the guys who are basically sitting out. Um, they're saying Crowder's got a knee, but he hasn't missed any time. Right. So I, I think, I think they'll be fine. Um, I am concerned from the Pacers perspective perspective because TJ Warren has now been diagnosed with plantar fasciitis. Uh, and, uh, he was 30 points a game for them. Is is Butler's foot injury just an excuse to sit or does he have actually a foot issue? I don't know. It doesn't seem, I haven't heard anything outside of like, he's just day to day. So I assume he's fine. TJ Warren cannot be out for the paces for them to have a shot here, clearly. Yeah, and I think that might be the difference. If if you're considering, I, I want to bet Heat, I'm not sure. TJ Warren, they're driving force of the offense at this point. Plantar fasciitis, that's going to be tough for him. Sabonis had to leave the bubble because he had plantar fasciitis. Oladipo has been okay. But if he has Jimmy Butler shadowing him for a series, I mean. Yeah, a healthy Pacers team, I think it's a very, very interesting, uh, very interesting series. The Pacers have been, they've looked pretty damn good during the bubble. Uh, Five and two um, wins against some quality teams. I I mean, I kind of. I've been on the heat. I think a lot of people have been on the heat as a potential team to even make the conference finals. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's still a toss up. It depends. Warren, the health really does matter with Warren. Sabonis probably isn't playing in the first round. It's still kind of to be determined. Um, if TJ Warren's healthy, I like it to be a six or seven game series. I can go either way. Right. I think I think if the Pacers were fully healthy, like Sabonis, everyone, this would be close. Here's to a, a weird. Pick all right. So based on the the games that we've seen, where we've got MVP, the NB, MVP version of TJ Warren in the bubble, <laughs> uh, is it possible the Pacers are better without Sabonis? Like when you try to put Sabonis and uh, I was and, wondering uh, the same thing. Turner, yes. yeah, you try to keep those too many bigs in a floor. modern NBA with those yeah. two on the floor. Are they possibly better? Without Sabonis, or 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 reverting back to Bo- Sabonis being your sixth man. I mean, Warren at six eight is big enough to be your starting power forward in today's NBA. You know, so, or maybe not, maybe not better without Sabonis. But does this mean you know, hey, we should really look at choosing between Sabonis and Turner? Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think Sabonis makes more sense on a team that has almost no playmakers. Or like, yeah, because he can, he can, <laughs> Shane, Shane's choking on his water. Um, but look, but, like we were talking about Wendell Carter and the Bulls. He's got to get a few more dimes because they don't have a legit point guard. Malcolm Brogdon's great, but he's not a traditional point guard. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think, I think when you have Brogdon and Oladipo there who are able to, to play make, you don't necessarily need Sabonis to have the ball in his hands all the time. And run a ton of post stuff. Um, it, I think it, it kind of <laughs> simplifies their offense, makes it more modern. We need a cough button. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Should Tur- Well, how about this though? Should Turner be the guy coming off the bench? That's a bonus. I don't know. No, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think you can do that. I think. I think. I think. I think Sabonis makes more sense as a like sixth man, right? Like someone who can handle the second unit. Um, just so that, yeah, just so that he can, he can help facilitate off the bench. Um, okay. Let's, let's dive into some real fantasy talk here, uh, with DFS, all the prices that we are going to mention are on <laughs> FanDuel. In who's, terms of who's hurt coming, could you just name who's hurt tonight? Uh, I will, 
name who is already out. Russell Westbrook. Name who's healthy. True. Russell Westbrook, TJ Warren, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Chris Paul, Demonis Sabonis, Miles Turner, Dan Schroeder, Victor Oladipo, Montrez Harrell, Goran Dragic, Will Barton, Patrick Beverly, Lou Dort, and Gary Harris are already ruled out. The Lou Everyone Dort else. ones. The Lou Dort one's the killer. I well, I had Lou Dort as the the only you know which NBA players will we absolutely not mention on the podcast this season? <laughs> and Lou Dort was the favorite. Hey, they signed him to a regular contract. He's no longer two way. Okay, so congratulations, Dort family. Those those guys are already ruled out. You this is a series. This is a slate where you have to just you just have to watch the injury news. I can't emphasize that enough. Alex, the, I've picked my lineup, and I still have sixteen thousand five hundred in remaining salary. <laughs> because it's impossible to spend money if you pick guys that are going to play. You can't spend any money. My most expensive guy. I'm looking at it now. Is Darius? No, it's uh, Porter. I, I still think Porter will get some minutes because he's young. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a weird slate. So there's there's going to be a ton of value everywhere. We're not even sure how many minutes the like even if like even if Kawhi Leonard plays, is he going to play more than the first half? Um, you know how many minutes are the real starters going to play? So this will be a tough one. I think your best bet is to just kind of take mid-tier players who you think are going to play 30, 35 minutes. Young mid-tier players. Right. Uh, so a couple of guys for me uh, off of the Clippers, Reggie Jackson is 3,900, and Marcus Morris is 4,200 against the Thunder. I think those are good values uh, in terms of guys who could see 30 minutes and love to shoot the basketball. Uh, so... That's that's just another low value. I mean, Jackson could go for 10 times value uh, if he got hot. Uh, Ken, who are a couple guys that you have? I'm going to look to G League MVP, Chris Boucher in Toronto against Denver. Toronto, I think Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka, they're a net age of 140 years. Is that right? <laughs> Why yes, would you play those guys today at all? So I think Boucher's going to get crazy minutes. Uh, and I like him at 5,000 though. As I said, I, I think prices might be absolutely trivial tonight. Uh, I see Jeremy Grant leading the reserves for Denver. I like him a lot at 4,800. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Are you tempted at all to go with bull bull? I am tempted. I will I say 3, that 3,800 something. Not that you need money. I think it's 35. He might be min priced. I think he is. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little tempted, but um, I still think there's better options. Like I, I, I I've would, got Boucher, uh, and it no, might be Boucher. I, I'm, it's uh, Boucher. Yeah. I've got Boucher in my starting lineup, so I can't play ball ball. Okay, Shannon. Have, have you ever seen the the? Um, it's a it's a very popular film, Ken. It's you know. Lots of accolades and awards. The the Water Boy, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I never did see the Water Boy. Uh, Was that Adam Sandler? Well then, yes, yes. Oh uh, yeah, I did. I never did see that one. I, I you know I heard, I saw it mentioned in the Academy Awards, but I didn't see the actual film. There actually is an Academy Award winning actress in that movie, so I wasn't too. So far I should off. have noticed. I knew he was G League MVP. <clears throat> Uh, Let's yeah. add that to the list. Yeah, I was, it's a, you know, I, I was due for a, a misname. I also have Darius Baisley, 5,200, but yeah. more importantly, starting and going to get a gazillion minutes for the Thunder. Yeah, Baisley and Boucher are probably my two favorite plays. Um, with the Heat and everyone sitting for the Heat, don't Tyler Hero and Nunn have to play? Well, and they want, I would think they want to get Nunn in shape, right? He missed games not because. Yeah. Why was he out of the bubble? I missed this. Uh, personal. Personal. So it's not your business, I would think they just want to get him minutes, get him back game ready for the playoffs. And then isn't Duncan Robinson going to play a ton just because they don't have anybody else? Everyone else is out and he's young yeah. and he's going to he's, shoot. He's going to shoot. Well, he's going to shoot. He might be almost like two. He's too. He's too, too crucial for them, I think. Yeah, I think I wouldn't you be see surprised. Hero over Robinson. I mean, they might play. They might play like the real bench unit like. Akpala and Gabe Vincent. 
Those guys don't exist. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shannon, coming off of your near-death experience, is there anyone that you're targeting <laughs> in daily fantasy basketball? Oh, man. Well, I don't, let's let's uncork this and freaking do it. <laughs> I got a two, baby. I'm doing it. 3900 Release the cork, Maz. That's a good price for him. That's how I feel about everyone on the slate, though. Like, Money is trivial. Nice so salary is trivial tonight. I dare you to spend all your salary. It's impossible. Yeah, it's, it is. It's it tough. is very tough. I actually, in a more serious note, you know, I like hyping up for Furkan, but uh, Alec Burks, I like more than Furkan. Yeah. So I'm plugging him in instead. Alec Burks, three games in a row of at least 20 real points. Uh, he's 4,200. He's old, but he's he has no value, so they don't really care if he gets. Can He's young enough to be your grandson. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire NBA. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, uh, I just I just swapped Corkmaz for Burks. You're right. You're absolutely right. right. It's sad, though. Like, if you're old and getting a lot of minutes today, that's not a great. I mean, I guess you're just happy to be in the NBA. But you firing up any Udonis Haslam stock? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> two other guys for me. Aaron Holiday of the Pacers against Miami. He's at 4,300. Uh, we kind of mentioned Pacers injury issues before. And Kelly Olenek versus Indiana, 4,200. I'm like I'm like a little worried about his minutes. Only qualifies as center, though. I thought he might be forward, and he's yeah. just center. I, I'm going to put uh, – I'm gonna, no, no, no Aaron Holiday. No one put Aaron Holiday in your damn lineup. I am done with Aaron Holiday. Okay. I think I've had Aaron Ho- Holiday in my lineup like 90% of the games. <laughs> during the bubble, all right. You're gonna say all season? No, just no, Aaron. no. During the bubble. <laughs> like, First thing you do, yeah, Aaron Holiday. I look at it. I'm like, well, hell, he's, he's starting. You wear that jersey the around the office so so yeah. often. I'm, I'm done with Aaron Holiday. He had he opened up the bubble with like three solid games, but you know he the pa- past two games he played 29, 25 minutes, and he's he totaled 21 points. Total twenty-one total fantasy points in those two games. Which point guard do you That's prefer? Per. Who do you prefer a point over Aaron Holiday? Anyone, literally. You, I'll take Edmund Edmund Summer Sumner over him. To give Austin me Aaron Rivers, Give me someone who's gonna get minutes though. Rivers will play. Sumner had more. Sumner played and had much. You know, he had thirty fantasy points in the most recent game. Yeah, you could go. You could go Reggie Jackson and stuff. Reggie Jackson, you can go anyone, man. I'm going, oh, I am going God. Reggie Jackson. You're right. They they should give Jackson a ton of minutes. They might actually need him. So, what's we, Patrick Beverly's injury situation? Is it a real concern, or is would he be back now if they didn't want to want to, but they just want to rest him? What? I'm not that one. I don't know about. It's a strained calf, so it's not. It's not like soreness, you know. It's a little, it's, it's a, it's a muscle issue and he's been out for, this is, is going to be his fifth straight absence. Um, he came back and got hurt pretty quickly. So I'm a little concerned, uh, but I think they will be okay in the first round. Um, yeah, a couple other guys quickly, uh, Jeremy Grant's interesting to me because yeah. he doesn't play like a ton of minutes for them. And if they decide to save Millsap. To decide he to deserves save more minutes. Here. He's also been playing extremely well. I don't know why he's still 4,800 because over his past four games, no, he was dinged up. He missed a he missed a game two or three back. He did, he, but he's he's yeah. he posted 36 fantasy points. I know. I'm spec. I'm pure, purely speculating on the why low. I'm guessing it's the injury, but I, I have him in my lineup. Probably, I love him because he's Jeremy Grant. We have oh, like well, 600 games of evidence to base this <laughs> off of. I'd love Jeremy Grant on the belt of Celtic bench. I think quality bench guy. I would love him to be any starting position for the Detroit Pistons. It would probably be okay. That Christian Wood, Jeremy Grant front court could take oh, the yeah. league by storm. And I think he's son of Harvey Grant, NBA veteran. And nephew of Horace Grant. Well, see, <laughs> now this pricing is just disrespectful. <laughs> exactly. To the old guard. <laughs> uh, okay. Anybody else you guys are targeting before we begin to wrap this thing up? Yeah, you got it. Okay. We're good. Okay. Ken, we've missed it. Uh, yeah. 
you're saying it's time for the old man rant? I am. <laughs> well, let's just face it. The pandemic gives us 10 gazillion things to go old man rant on. And I was weeding through way too many topics to figure it out. But I found one that really chaps my hide the most. And it's because it's hit me square in the wallet. Universities that are charging more for tuition in the pandemic. Three weeks ago, my Tuesday breakfast buddy, Brian, told me about his kid's school, Tufts University, increasing tuition by 4%, even though all our kids are now attending Phoenix University. And I laughed. Ha ha, Tufts. My alma mater, where my son goes, they would surely never do that. And then three weeks later, we get an email. Northwestern's increasing tuition 3.5%, even though most classes are remote and they're sitting on an 11 billion dollar fund 11 dollar 11 billion dollar fund and they're raising tuition three and a half percent during a global pandemic <laughs> that is the end of my rant before i start throwing out too much prof- just pure profanity profanity so, profanity profanity so your kids are attending university remotely well, you know and what you- my son has decided? Screw it. He's got a good job, and he's going to stay at his good summer job for the full year. Take a year off of school. Okay, so totally it's a applaud. it's a four-seasonal job. It's not just a summer job. That's nice. It was uh, a job that has turned into a full-year job. It's at a company, believe it or not, here in Vermont that makes electric planes. Beta oh, Industries. Wow, very nice. Big electric planes. They have, like, quad choppers. The propellers go sideways to up. It's crazy town. So not like the little toy electric. Not little drones. Like these are like for humans to be inside of. Oh wow! He works at port. It's they get like three or four humans and cargo in these things. Hmm. Beta in beta technology. If you want to look it up, but uh, so the girl though is studying remotely. The girl. (laughs) The boy. I always say the boy and the girl. The boy. The boy is working on planes. The girl is studying design remotely from Carnegie Mellon, who has not announced a price hike yet. Well, if I were, I am an, I'm a, I'm an adult. I'm a parent now. Uh, if I were in a position where I had to pay for my kids to go to school from my living room couch, yeah. I would not have them enrolled. If I were in college right now and my, my, my university. Had, campus was closed, I would not be paying for classes this semester. Yeah. I would just take a semester off or, or a year off. Ideally, it's, it's a lot easier decision if you can find a job. This I also, job. yeah, I mean, I also went to a university where, like, you don't have to get accepted to go there. Like, they beg everyone to come. Just walk in. Like, if I, had, if I were going to Northwestern, I'd be like, hey, Northwestern, I'm not going this year. Deal with it. I'll return next year. I don't know if that would work. I'm not sure. <laughs> you were a walk-on <laughs> in the classes. Oh, my goodness. There's okay. no security at those classes. You could try to get your name somehow. Yeah. Sorry, that, that tuition hike. Oh my gosh, I, it's made me so mad. I actually sent news tips to all the Chicago media companies hoping they'd... I, my, it's my alma mater. I love it. And yet they should be utterly ashamed. Just of tell them, and tell them, say, I'm not donating any I emailed money the whole faculty. Year. I emailed like a dozen faculty, the president and a bunch of the deans of the different schools that I could find online just to vent. Every time Eastern Michigan does anything that upsets me, I email them, said, no donation this year. <laughs> You know, even when the <laughs> the volleyball team loses a game, no donation this year. <laughs> I've never donated. It's great. You will, not, you will not be getting my $25 this year. <laughs> Eastern Michigan. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by PropSwap. PropSwap. And take us out of here, Ken. For uh, for uh, today's outquote, we're going to allude to north of the border. You know, I'm only an hour from the Vermont-Canadian uh, border here. And we're going to listen to um, playoff point guard Jamal Murray of the Nuggets, who said, quote, they call Canadians soft, and then they call me evil. Pick one. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end 
of the line. 